0: Welcome to Leeds Lit Fest 2020. The podcast you're about to hear was made by Chapel FM, commissioned by Leeds Lit Fest and funded by Leeds Inspired, part of Leeds City Council. Each writer profile was recorded on location in an environment in or around the city of Leeds, chosen by the writer. All events in Leeds LitFest 2020, March 4th to the 8th, can be booked at www.leedslitfest.co.uk. So, here we are out in the woods on a very windy day with Boff Wally. Hi, Boff. Hi. And you've brought us to this lovely but very windy place. Boff, why have you brought us to this place particularly?
1: Well, I live down in Otley now, um, which is officially part of Leeds, in case it needed qualifying. Uh, But... um, I used to come out here. This was the first place I came to outside Leeds when somebody said, someone invited me to go for a run with them. First we went along the Meanwood Trail, but the first place kind of outside Leeds, they said, oh, we, we, we go and we do these hill repetitions running up and down Otley Chevin, which I'd never heard of. And we, went, we came here on a Wednesday night. I just thought, wow, this is so close to Leeds. And yet it's, it's because you're kind of over the horizon, it could be, it's practically in the Dales basically. So I've always loved it here. You're one of the most uh,
0: open-air writers that I know. I mean, you do masses of stuff. You run, you
1: cycle. Has that always been the case with you? Have you just got into that recently? No, it's probably always been the case. I'm not one of these outdoor writers like, you know, like your Robert McFarlane's and people like that, people who do it properly. I don't know about things in the countryside. I just, I just, um, just realised, I think, ages ago that I could... That with writing and music and 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 theatre and all those sort of things that you could mix the things that you love with what you're writing about, rather than trying to think, what's the zeitgeist? What are people writing about? Oh yeah, I'll write about that. I just thought, why not write about running and walking and landscape mm. and mm. yeah.
0: Well, you've written about cycling very beautifully in the uh, <sighs> yeah. I, re- I'd, I read a piece, a lovely piece about cycling.
1: Was that the thing about millstone grit and the was it that, or was it, in the, we did a, In mean, case Casey did a, a kind of magazine called Bicyclism, yes, which I was, think it was right that. right about the time of the Tour de France, yeah. That was great, it was really good fun doing that. Mm. We'd had, we actually, with, with uh, uh, Jenny, who who was kind of organising it, she came to me and Casey said, I've had this idea, we want to do a, a project by Beryl Burton, who was this great lead cyclist and we were really excited we were like yeah that sounds brilliant because I was always saying I can't believe that people in Leeds don't know about Beryl Burton she needs to have a you know a name plastered all over the city so we started doing this project with Leeds Museum and then it was announced that the Tour de France was going to start in Leeds so suddenly it was like oh and then and it all changed and everybody wanted to suddenly do things about cycling and we felt like Coast swept up in it all, but it was good though. It was a great time, yeah. You know, people. You always need excuses to come out and and be communities together. Often and it used to be, oh the wars ended or the Queen's got got a you know a coronation. Whereas now it's like, oh the cycling's coming through town. Very involved with the you founded the Commoners
0: Choir, which is yeah. uh, which is really well. They seem to be all over the place at the moment. It's fantastic stuff. Choir all
1: over the place, like chaotically. I mean. <laughs> No,
0: all over the, all over the Listen to that, it's all over the place. place, Very tight, the opposite, musically. But yeah, is that that another reason for people to come out and be together?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with just getting out into nature, etc. Is is we're in an age of where everything's been pushed towards digital technology and towards being completely connected 24 hours a day and and for a lot a lot a large part of that to be looking at a screen whether it's a little one or a big one and it and it's you know the and that, that big myth that our friends are online as opposed to they're in the pub with you or they're going for a walk with you and, that, and the choir is fantastic for that it really is just to have that many people in a room just having a really good time singing together singing the same song i know yeah and with harmonies <sighs> we journey from the rocket to the bluebird. Right around the earth A compass for a heart The needle points to north Points to north Points to north nor, nor, nor. History's needle points to north Grip the stone beneath us Grit to say we dare Grip that built up And is it important
0: for you where you live some people can sort of write or be and it doesn't matter where they are is is place important?
1: I think it's really important for peace of mind and for your mental health but um, I think writers can or should be able to write about something that they're not just in the middle of I think that that I like the idea that you can be you know um living in Leeds but writing about Los Angeles or, 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 or whatever or vice versa in fact yeah. I think that's really important I think what you what you shouldn't do is try to second guess things as if you are in that place I think you have to, you have to kind of create that world in your imagination and I, that's, I think that's what good writers can do because you're having to conjure a place up with writing and it's the same with songwriting is that you, you kind of draw on on parts of your imagination that m- maybe don't actually exist in reality, but but it's what it, you, you jumble lots of things together. Say if you were in Leeds City Centre, and you would just think, well, this is just ordinary or drab, and I could be in any city in the world. And sometimes you you, you could write about Leeds City Centre, and you would draw on all these weird little experiences that you'd had, and in maybe in the pubs or whatever, and you'd you'd make it this fascinating, interesting place. I'm from Lancashire. I'm from Burnley, and. Uh, so that means I always have a really um, kind of ambivalent idea of what Leeds is in terms of home. Obviously, it's it's where I live, and it's where I've lived since the nineteen eighties, since the early nineteen eighties. And um, but I feel like because I, I grew up close to Manchester, we're like twenty five miles from Manchester, and so and it was at the time when punk was happening, and I was obsessed with the Buscocks and the Fall and John Cooper Clark and all that sort of thing. So it had such a vibrancy about it. And I came to Leeds just after Gang of Four and mecons and all them had left. <laughs> or, or they were just hanging around, but they were kind of on the way out. And so Leeds had to try really, really hard to, to become a place that I felt that culturally was, was vibrant and exciting. And I think it did in a lot of ways and in other ways, I, I'm still looking for where that is, and I, you know if I go to Liverpool and Manchester and people from Leeds, I've, I've said this to people from Leeds and they, they hate me for saying it, but you go to Liverpool and Manchester or Newcastle or whatever, and there's a there's a kind of cultural swagger, there's a pride in not in, only in the history, but their the poets and their artists. And you know I went in a in a pub in Liverpool recently with Rod Dixon from from uh, Red Ladder, and there's a, a plaque on the wall celebrating the fact that this uh, beat poet in the 19, late 1950s had, had, had done a poetry reading there and, and that John Lennon and Stuart Sutcliffe, amongst all kind of other poets and artists in Liverpool, had all been there. And, and I just thought, this is great, this sense of loving your, your comedians and your poets and your writers. <clears throat> and it's there, that kind of cultural swagger, and I want Leeds to have that.
0: I don't think we will though, because we're we're kind of you know it's that sort of Yorkshire. Well, oh, that's all right. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. we don't do that shouty yeah. thing. And I, I think is that a problem? I quite like it actually. But but um, yeah,
1: no, it's not a problem. It's just I think it's just I'm not used to it. Even after whatever many years, yeah. I still feel that. Because um, I was I was I was writing a song which Carl from Cud was going to sing, which is me, me kind of artifact that I brought today. Because it made me have to sit down and think, what is Leeds to me? What, what do... And, and all I could end up doing was, was thinking that, that I was still conflicted about it. I was too kind of aware that, of this whole thing about this, the, the river splits Leeds in two and, and that Leeds has different kinds of personalities. And I, as not being from Leeds, I've kind of got different views of different parts of it anyway. And so this song is kind of, um, it's a kind of wondering song I'm not really sure what Leeds is so let me try and work it out and, and, I, and it's really nice that he sings it because he sings it as if it's a love song when in fact it's a song that's going I've no idea what, what, what this place is but let's think about it
0: So Bob, yeah, you, we're walking now through the uh, through some
1: mud. It has to be said through the quagmire through of the, the Sheven, quagmire. Yeah.
0: You, you 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 formed or were part of a very um, well known Leeds band, Chumba Wumba. Mm. And do you still conceive of yourself or think of yourself as a songwriter primarily, or as a, a writer more generally?
1: I'd like to say writer more generally, but but. But, but I tend to get asked to do things based on being a songwriter. Right. Which is fine, because obviously I love songwriting and that's, that's, it's lovely, but I also love other kinds of writing, yeah. but I don't get asked to do that sort of thing as much. I have to kind of make my own um, reasons to do it. Yeah, so everything you do, well not, it seems to in- include a musical
0: component, would you say? I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think of things you've done that... Kind like of,
1: yeah. I've, I've just started writing a book, which is um, it's not going to come out till next year. But it's a book about this this fell runner called Gary Devine. I said I'd once I wrote a book about running about six, seven years ago or something, and I vowed that I would never write another because I I thought I'm not a sports writer. I'm not a sports journalist. There are there are other people who do that, you know, really well. But um, I finally got sucked back into it because of of. Um, thinking about this, this fellow runner called Gary Devine, who, who was a teenager in the 1980s, who was from round here, was from Ilkley. And uh, I first saw him running a race, which he won and he had a pink Mohican haircut. And then I saw him at some punk gigs in Leeds, just all you know, covered in kind of leather and slogans and all this sort of thing. And I loved the idea that he had this life of kind of debauched, ridiculously loud music and alcohol coupled with this idea that he was an, an incredible fell runner and he won the British Championship that year against against these amazing athletes. He won the Ben Nevis race and things like this. Mm. Again with his, his with his pink Moikan and all this sort of thing. And uh, I thought look that's 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 music and running, you know, fell running and the kind of cultural politics and everything of how things were changing in the late 1980s. And I thought, I have to write it because it's got music and, and running and it's got my name all over it. So I've, I've started writing that.
0: So I'm going to ask a question that's going to sound dangerously like, where do you get your inspiration from? OK. But, uh, <laughs> um, do you, I mean, you, you do run, you do cycle. Does that help you in terms of uh, your writing?
1: It helps me because I've realised that, that um, I, used to, I used to run and cycle because I loved it and now I run, I run and cycle and walk etc because I love it and because I know how good it is to escape the, the, the trap of working all the time. When I go out running I'm free of, I'm not just thinking about what work I'm doing or what I should be doing and so for me running and, and all that sort of thing is essential for that, for wellbeing, for looking after myself. What, 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 I, what I tend to do if I'm out walking or running or whatever, is I, I, I don't think what's, what's, what am I going to do with this project, how should I do this, what should that line be, it's more just getting away from that, but then coming up with an idea because something, you see something or something just pops up, yeah. because you're free of, oh I've got to answer that email, Oh I've got to, what am I, I going to write for that line, what, does, what, what rhymes with pusillanimous? <laughs> You know, instead of that, I'm just out running and I'll think, um, wouldn't it be good if someone wrote a song about um, such and such thing? And then I think, yeah, that that'd be interesting. And I think, oh, I've got to be careful here. I'm just thinking of another project to do. But it's, it is a time when ideas just just happen. I'm going to compare you to Elgar. Oh, uh, yeah, what, what, did, what did Elgar he do? He used to
0: go out for a walks on the Malverns oh and yeah and that's and just the he used oh, to say that the yes. physical act of walking yeah actually uh, some tunes tunes used to come to him that, and actually if you listen to some of his tunes yeah. they do have a stride yeah they sound like they, they walk that walking that walking
1: rhythm oh, yeah. um, oh that's interesting yeah. so yeah I think that's well happened. that Darwin had a thinking path which he, he whenever he got a bit stuck with one of his ideas he just went out and walked round and round his thinking path and then went back in and it, it cracked it. With the choir, with Commoners' Choir, we we end up, lots of the times we have discussions about what we ought to be writing about, even if I'm ultimately the, the songwriter. And sometimes we everybody scribbles things down on pieces of paper about ideas about about a certain song, and lines of that will go in the song. Yeah. And, and even, in fact, even in Chumbas, it was really important for me to, if I wrote a song from scratch, it was never a kind of thing of, Uh, anyway here's the song let's do it like this it would always be right this has got to go through the the uh, that kind of uh, meat mincing machine which is Chumbawamba and everybody chucks ideas in and throws bits out and and adds things to it in just the way they do them and all that sort of thing Listen close to this crooked mouth, for my story I will tell, oh. I lived in Mexico by the name of Wencesla Mugello. Left my home in Santiago, the heart of the city of Merida serve with my brothers and sisters all for the army of Pancho Villa stand me straight against the nearest wall line up your bravest soldiers oh. Ten good shots I'll take them all they call me El Fusilado the You talked
0: about being out and about and, and how important that is to you do you do most of your writing at home, or do you do you like to sit in cafes or in pubs or uh,
1: probably mostly at home? But I can I can I can write anywhere. I'm not. Uh, I used to love the idea of having, you know, when, when you see these photographs of proper writers um, writing desks and their little studios, and, and they always look it always looks so kind of glamorous in a in a scruffy kind of way. But um, so I really always wanted that. And then I kind of realised that basically, once once the laptop was invented, I can actually sit with it anywhere and and write. Mm. The thing about living in in Leeds or living in Armley for a long time was that um, you're absolutely right in the middle of it all, and there's no kind of oh I'm a writer I'd like to you know have some kind of separation. You just that's that's life. It's it's school and mm. school pickups and all that sort of thing. So. And I like that, I think that's really important. Do you miss it out here? <clears throat> no, because I do so much work with, you know, like with Space 2 and, and with, you know, in London. At the moment I'm working in London and Cardiff as well, and it's all refugee centres and uh, working with projects about homeless people. So I'm, I'm always involved in stuff anyway. So in a way it's, it's, it's a relief to kind of come to a small town like Otley where there's 20 pubs per square mile or whatever it is.
0: So Bob, we're now, we're not, where are we? Still on the side of Otley Shevin, but yeah. what are we looking at?
1: Well, we, we can see over the tree line now, so we've got a better view. And it's, um, so over here, we've got Ilkley Moor, right up on the, on the left-hand side, and over here is Bardon Moor, which is great because you can go walking or running up there literally for hours and hours and hours and not see a soul. It's got Beamsley Beacon. <sighs> up on the very left-hand side of it. But once you're over there, it's great. It's just tiny little moorland, boggy paths that go on forever. And right over here, Armscliffe Crag, which is, can you just see, it's just beyond these trees here. It's just the, the bit that pops up. That's a brilliant thinker. You can go up there and just climb up. There's a kind of rocky path up to it. And from there, if you go at night, you can see the glow of Leeds over the horizon. Without seeing Leeds, you see this huge glow just appearing which I know is obviously really bad <laughs> environmentally but it looks gorgeous yeah. and you can do a walk from Leeds city centre that's more or less all on country paths out through Meanwood Valley and everything and end up at Hunter's Stones and if you time it right you just get there when it's uh, sunset yeah. it's really it's I mean Almscliffe, Almscliffe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Almscliffe yeah and that's great yeah. <clears throat> one of the things about Leeds just talking about that route out of Leeds was that when Leeds council or whoever it was brought in their um, Leeds live it, love it thing. Um, I remember going to uh, Leeds uh, West Leeds Festival trying to introduce this idea of doing a campaign which was Leeds uh, live it, love it, leave it because things always come in threes and, and it sounds callous but I think one of the best things about Leeds is that unlike a lot of cities is you can get out of it really quickly into fantastic countryside. And you can go along the valleys so you don't have to just get on a motorway to get out um, so i've done routes out of a lot of you know a lot of cities because of this project i'm working on with dan Bae, and and getting out of leeds is is brilliantly easy it's really good you, you're almost it's literally within about an hour you kind of feel like you're outside the city and within two or three hours you, you feel like you, nowhere near Leeds, and then you can just get on a bus that goes straight back into Leeds and takes thirty thirty minutes.
0: Well, while you're talking about <clears throat> uh, Danby, yeah, tell us about Get Lost, <clears throat> which is the this this project you've been involved with with maps and so on.
1: Well, I'm doing a thing with Danby, which is all kinds of different things to do with escaping from cities and escaping from digital technology. Finding your way out of a city by understanding maps and by Kind of plotting an escape route almost, as if if something terrible happened in the city, how would you get out without having to, you know, get in your car and drive along the the main roads? And all cities and towns have these escape routes. They're often kind of hidden. And I I often feel sorry for students who come to Leeds who feel, you know, they're in that kind of campus area and yet they're right on top of that. Those escape routes, which is along the air, the valley, you know the uh, the valley that, that with the the railway and everything in it, and then there's the valley, there's Meanwood Valley going out. They all just escape the city really quickly. So me and Dan are doing all this thing in different cities, and we're doing a tour where I kind of sing songs about all that sort of thing, about running and about escaping. And one of the culmination, the culmin, the kind of narrative backbone of it is that he's running from his house in Lancaster and he's running just along footpaths all the way to Kinder Scout where the first mass trespass took place in 1932 and um, it's about 90 miles I'm not doing the whole run I'm kind of supporting it but um, it's that idea of paying respects to the people that opened footpaths and opened ways to get out of cities when industrialisation threatened to close them all off and shut them down great project are you, is this yeah. going to
0: be um, can we read about this at all or do you have to be on it
1: um, no it's, it's it's going to be there's going to be films made about it but they're there also we're doing an actual theatre show where and we'd, we're doing it in Leeds I can't remember when Dan would kill me for not knowing but I've no idea it's probably May or something like that we I think we're doing it at the playhouse a couple of times but we're going to most times it's ended up I thought it would just be a lovely little side project that involved running. So how could I say no? And it's ended up being a like a 50-day tour. So suddenly I'm thinking, oh no, I have to be really fit.
0: So we're in a cafe. We're in a cafe in Otley, having moved from the Shevin with Boff and Rosie, who's holding the microphone. And
1: uh, Boff, tell us about this cafe. It was. Uh, it was kind of rebuilt and, and set up and started by Tony, Tony Wright, who used to sing, who was the lead singer for Television. Actually, they still play occasionally, and he still rocks out. But when he's not rocking out, he's selling really nice coffee and also running a print shop downstairs, letterpress printing. I think he does dry stone walling. He's also a keen cyclist. He's one of these people that kind of gets involved in lots of things. Yeah, I mean the, the, the politics,
0: your politics, is 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 kind of implicit in everything you do. Is that important for you every time, in every project, or is it something that just happens anyway? It's not not a deliberate a deliberate attempt to to put something over every time.
1: I'd like to think it happens naturally, simply because of the times that we live in, because be, simply because I can't kind of um, read a newspaper or switch the radio on or, or walk into a supermarket and see the front page of the tabloids we really are in a time now more more than I've ever known in my life where it's important for people to speak about things if, if only to kind of let everyone know that we're not isolated especially isolated by digital technology I want us to feel that there's lots of other people who think the same thing as we do in the world.
0: Leeds Lit Fest, Buff. Mm. So, um, Leeds has never really had a Lit Fest before, a literature festival. Um, not one that kind of unifies. I mean, sm- smaller ones all over the city.
1: Mm. And, of course, there's Ilkley and Bradford. But, uh,
0: yeah, what do you think? What Good idea?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And long overdue, but obviously... It, i'm I'm saying that from the comfort of never having said i'll I'll help set that up and help organize things so it's really unfair to say but I do think it's such a it's got such a great literary tradi- tradition Leeds that has been overlooked i think there's there's um a kind of municipal love of of writing and poetry in 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 a lot of other places more than there is in Leeds. I remember Fiona asked me if I'd write something that would be the, along with lots of other people that would help towards the idea of trying to get Leeds City Council or whoever it was, or the Civic Trust, or whoever, to, um, to nominate uh, Tony Harrison for um, Keys to the City or whatever it was, some kind of recognition. And they turned it down that time when I wrote something for it. And I, I remember thinking, this is the city that, where people queued around round the block at Queen's Hotel to see Jimmy Savile lying in state. and and yet it won't recognise what Tony Harrison has done in terms of talking about Leeds and that felt wrong, completely wrong Um, so I think it's fantastic there's a literature festival and I can understand that it's it's really hard to get these things off the ground but I really hope it becomes something that makes people look at Leeds and think they've got a fantastic thing going on there
0: The podcast you've just heard was made by Chapel FM, commissioned by Leeds Lit Fest and funded by Leeds Inspired, part of Leeds City Council. Each writer profile was recorded on location in an environment in or around the city of Leeds, chosen by the writer. All events in Leeds Lit Fest 2020, March 4th to the 8th, can be booked
1: at www.leedslitfest.co.uk.